Oof. There we go. It has been a minute, a minute since I've podcasted last time. A hot minute. Let me adjust all my levels. There we go. It's been a hot minute since I last podcasted. I had the Ricardo Gonzalez show way back in Los Angeles. And I, for the whole year, I recorded with my friends and my boss and, and everything. And it was all fun. It was great. I had a lot of good times doing that. And then I've tried reviving it again in various forms. And then I've tried doing like little one-off episodes here. Never really got to relaunch it. And now that I'm doing this whole like vulgar assassin project, which involves using the internet and part of using the internet is podcasting, which is something I'm very familiar with. I was one of the first, um, Oh, rage rooms. I just got a text from a friend who was talking about rage room. So sorry for that pause. <clears throat> so basically back in 2005, I started a little podcast that was kind of stupid, uh, where it was just me recording just random thoughts and shit. But today, or in this day and age, I am bringing back... I'm getting distracted because there's so many things and I was not planning on doing this. I'm just testing the mixer. So if it sounds like shit, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I say a lot of ums and likes. It's a millennial thing. Deal with it. Um, what was the thing? Oh, so in 2005, I started a podcast using Skype and we when Skype did rooms and was completely free you could go on there start a chat and have random people come in and chat with you and type and you had this whole like interactive live thing it was actually really cool so I did did a show for that um and I didn't when I say I did a show like I'm saying like I only did like three or four things because it was a pain in the butt and setting it up back then in the internet of 2005 is not the internet of 2021. Let's, let's put it out there. We all know the internet of 2005 was completely different than the shit we got now. Now we got gig internet. Now I guess Google introduced the two gig internet. Oh my God. So I don't even know what people would use that speed for unless you're sharing and editing a movie together from multiple locations. I guess it's worth it, but I I don't think like even 2% of the population would use that. It's 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 obscene. But anyway, after that in 2010 the internet got better and I started the Ricardo Gonzalez show with Anik and Matthew and, you know, a lot of friends. And I ran that off of my boss's office in Los Angeles, right in Hollywood. And because he was a Canadian um, actor, producer, 
um, he knew his way around the industry and a lot of his, his actor friends would come over and we would just kick the shit. And part of that was that I got to podcast with them and kick the shit with influential filmmakers of the Canadian, you know, type. Um, so that was fun. So I did a couple of episodes of that. Actually about a couple, I think I did like full, a full season, like 15. And then when I moved back to California, I tried keeping that alive. And so it didn't quite work out because you go from having a, a pretty deep selection and pool of people to just having now three. And I tried doing that. And also the people that did the show with me out in California are not the most like outgoing. They don't really like recording. So that was made it difficult. And also at the same time, I started producing the circus show. So, so now that that's done and I'm in Austin and my music career is slowing down in terms of the, the, the self-branded stuff, the self-branded music, no longer performing as Ricardo Gonzalez. I think the last album came out almost a year ago. So it's been a year of just figuring out what I'm going to do. So during COVID and the snowpocalypse of 2021, I created a new project called Vulgar Assassin. And Vulgar Assassin is a DJ slash producer slash internet persona that lives and resides on the internet. Uh, Vulgar Assassin has um, has all the memes, has all of the technology to make a move this here a podcast possible. So. I decided to buck up and try it Um, because it's been a minute and I think it's time now that I am actually able to make music under Vulgar Assassin a lot faster. In fact, I'm able to crank out an album from start to finish. And when I mean finish, I mean, I start to finish. I mean, A, I get the idea for the album. I make the music. B, the finished aspect. And by that, I mean, I upload it to a distributor. I give it a release date. And I also have artwork that is made and the tracks are organized and set up and ready to go. So all that really happens. So in one day, I have the ability to make an album, to conceptualize an idea, make the album and distribute it and have it ready to go like four hours from that which is something that I knew that I could do under Ricardo Gonzalez I was able to crank out albums yearly and I would crank out songs I I was always really lucky to have a group of people that would help me anytime I needed help with any sort of technical thing and they were really quick to respond so I was able to get all that knowledge and then just apply it for myself just me And it feels a lot better because it's an organic process. I'm doing it by myself. 
I am putting in the work by myself. It's a lot harder to do. And getting those at first, getting those those likes and building the Facebook and, you know, looking at the analytics, it's a little depressing at first because I'm used to seeing the big numbers. But starting from scratch and also people not knowing who you are, you know, with the Ricardo Gonzalez name, you got that American Idol thing and you got all of the other like help from the music people. So now I'm just myself and not even going by my, by my real name. I'm just using vulgar assassin. And part of my persona was not letting people know who, who I, that I had transitioned into this type of artist. And it's a lot more satisfying than I'd originally intended on doing. Um, I'm producing EDM music for myself and for basically for performers. It's not standard, typical EDM music. It's more like experimental electronica. So that's interesting. I'm exploring a lot of, of that. The merch is also a little funny. That's, that's getting done. I got some really cool shirts. Um, and now part of building that brand is creating that podcast and that podcast is three different things. So essentially here's what this is. This is almost going on for 10 minutes just to say this, but I might cut this down just to this. So here we go. So the Vogler Assassin project is going online and as well as having music alongside of the, of the, artist and merch and live shows and DJing gigs and stuff like that and making producing music for other people there's going to be the podcast and I have in mind for doing three so there's three podcasts that are happening so far under this brand and the first one is like a, a making of podcast it's basically a show where I will go like track by track or if there's some some cool thing that I think is really interesting to make music wise or to show off I will write a, a very technical show about it basically how this song got structured or <clears throat> some really really producery type of lingo you know industry lingo which will have some fun little backstories. It'll basically be like a commentary uh, show for the albums. And also just for fun little little stories from the gigs and stuff like that. I think it'll be a good way to, to catalog and document the life of Vulgar Assassin, this project. By cataloging the organic creation process and also the... Um, the touring part of it, the daily life of going around as a vulgar assassin and like talking about what's been happening with that brand. The second podcast is a little bit more personal. These next two are kind of personal. <clears throat> I have been known for being a comedic podcaster, a lot of, and person. So a lot of my shows, a lot of the things that I talk about outside of music, very comedic so the second and third ones have a little comedy the third ones is a little that's an experiment in and of itself it'll get to that one in a minute 
The second one is basically documenting my upbringing in a household of Hispanic origin and little stories about my youth growing up, uh, maybe catching any sort of influence in my filmmaking or or music making because th- that runs deep. Um, so there's, there's that, and that will have a lot of like comedic things. It's a lot of, it has a lot of like playful childhood, you know, stories and stuff, which I'm hoping that one will be, I'm still trying to figure out the vision as to how that's going to go. Um, recounting stories from my life and bringing in family members, I guess, guests, um, to also help tell these stories friends um so it's really gonna focus a lot on on comedy and i guess in a way social commentary because i have discovered that as i make this music and as i've moved to a larger city and the political climate of everything and the things that i'm seeing does tie in and did mold me into who i am now so going back and and unstitching the past and looking for clues as to what made me me and what made me go from Ricardo Gonzalez to vulgar assassin, Ricardo Gonzalez, the filmmaker, the author, the podcaster, you know, the, you know, the musician, what, what, what did I encounter in my life that made me like that? So, also, my family's kind of funny. So you also have stories about that. The third story, or the third podcast, the third show, is is an experiment. And I it would be something that I would have to dedicate a lot of time to do. And it is the one that I'm probably going to focus the most on. Uh, it is called The Perfect Year a, for now. I need to come up with a, a better title. Basically, what this is, is in 2010, uh, I had this experiment. I'd just gotten out of a, a relationship or in-between relationships with the same person. And I was living in Los Angeles. And this was around the time, which is funny because this takes place during the production of the Ricardo Gonzalez show the 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 main show so i'm looking back at that era which is insane when you really think about it um so there's going to be a lot of venn diagramming around where you'll be able to if you listen to the original show and um which should be i think still available i think i'll, I'll try to make that available as long as i can because the show's funny even though the recording quality is mm, it's okay for what it was it could have been better. Um, now that I have more money and I'm older and I'm, you know, producing, I have better equipment. So this show is going to have better quality, I promise. But the Ricardo Gonzalez show and this show kind of Venn diagram a little bit because there will be references to stories that I tell in The Perfect Year that I gloss over in my original show. Um, so little backstory on that in 2010 
I began what is called the perfect year. And it starts on, <coughs> excuse me, it starts on New Year's Eve 2009, where I am at my, I am with my friends and my boss at a house in Silver Lake. And we are counting down to 2010. And I've had such a shit year. I kid you not, a shit year. So what I decided I was going to do is I told my friend and I'm like, you know what? I have had a breakup. I have had just come off of a financially like difficult time. Um, I've had to move three times in one year. Um, and I had just gotten out of a relationship that was very, at the, in that time, very toxic and I had also been a little neglectful to some friends so I wasn't necessarily at the top of my game and what I thought would reclaim my power was that I would just go on a perfect year where I would essentially for one day of the year would fuck a different person take them home, go to their place, basically whatever, and establish some rules as to what would count as a fuck, which would basically be anything sexual. If there was touching, if there was actual, you know, sex, foreplay, all of that counted. Um, Kissing and, you know, anything that would be considered intimate counted. And I kept, which is so funny, I kept a um, an Excel sheet of the name that I, I used to update it on my phone. And back then I had a BlackBerry, so this was hilarious that I was able to like keep it on a BlackBerry. And I forgot all about it until I had, many years later, I had transitioned over from a, um, I don't remember what BlackBerry it was. Oh my God, it was like a bold it was like the second revision of the bold when they had just gone to the trackpad, not the ball. And they were smaller. And then many years later, I got a BlackBerry Key 1. And holy shit, I didn't know that once I reinstalled the BlackBerry apps, all of those cloud documents and all those photos came right back. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> who's the, whose phone is this? So... I was able to save that document and export it out and put it in, in iCloud and to more like a newer thing. So I'm not able to access it and look at it. And it is a full list of all of the men that I have slept with from that year. And that list is almost complete. I think there's a total of maybe like two weeks combined, two or three weeks combined of where like I didn't do anything either because, you know, work or, like, I just didn't, was sick or, like, whatever. And what's interesting is it's kind of going to mimic a project that I started in 2017 um, for Ricardo Gonzalez. I had a self-titled album that basically recounted my 20s and um, made me look back into the past to discover who I was and the kind of, you know, through relationships. And some of them I was, I was the victim. Some of them I was the bad guy. Some of them were perfect. 
Um, so I think a show that focuses on each one of those experiences would be great. It'd be my own little like, it'd be my own like Sex in the City. Yes, boy. My own little Carrie Bradshaw moment. Mm. Yes. Can I say that? My little Carrie Bradshaw moment, bitch. Ooh, yes. Um. So that would that would be that. So the perfect year is a show where I just talk about all of the sexual experiences that I've had in that one year where I just went buck wild and crazy. And when you look back on it, you start seeing, you, you, you start gaining, you start seeing a story. There are people on that list that to this day, I made a good friendship out of. There's people there that are creatively around around whenever I need help. There are people on that list that have, you know, every once in a blue moon text me. There's people on that list who I absolutely will not talk to. And there's people on that list that are no longer uh, with us. And um, it's it. I think it's good to look back at, the, at that and... and discover and and see what parts of yourself you gave and what parts of themselves they gave um and in a way me having this revenge year with intentions as a big like fuck you to you know relationships turned out affecting me more ultimately positively than I had intended this this whole thing of I'm gonna spend a whole year being a fucking whore ended up actually being a year of growth a year of of exploring um myself and limits uh basically by limits I mean what I was willing and not willing to do and made me blossom into an experienced person um and the ability to read people i'm not saying read people but then like i can i can read a room i got radar no but just the, the you know getting to know people's emotions and feelings so the overall story there is a very i'm not going to spoil it here but there's there is an overall story and as i look back on this list and i read the names and there's actually a little summary where I, I describe what, what the date was. Um, if it was good or if it was bad. I've, I've, it's funny. I'll, once the show starts, you'll see it. It, it, it. I was very meticulous at the details. And as I read it, you start to see little, little storylines. Stuff that I didn't catch in the moment. In that whole year. Now, But now that I've... I'm settled down. I have a, I'm in a relationship now and I'm able to look back on my bullshit years and, and I'm able to pull out a narrative. There is, there is a story. There is an overall like plot that develops. There's this whole character story arc that you see me go through from the beginning to the end because I would say it would it would be it wasn't successful at it. I didn't do it. And I think that's that's part of the 
of the allure and part of the magic of a perfect year is the fact that it's not the journey isn't from January 1st to December 31st or 30th. It's, it's the journey and what you get from it. <clears throat> so there is a storyline. There is a plot that develops multiple. It's it, there's twists and turns and, and backstabbing and, you know, romances. There's, you know, there's villains. Ooh, Ooh, I'm not even going to tell you who the villains are, but one of them could be me. Ooh, self-sabotage. Um, and then there's character developments of, you know, you start to really invest in other people. There's some people on this list that I looked at and I was like, wow, I wonder how this person's doing. And hit him up on Facebook and we've been chatting again. So it's really nice how you're able to reconnect with old friends and look back and and really appreciate what got me through Los Angeles like he, like this this alone even though it seems kind of hoary and kind of like gross it did get me through there's some celebrity fuck stories in here uh but so you know there's that obviously I'm changing some of the names there is some some tragedy there's some sad stories in here too and I'm really excited to be able to to tell all that to tell the tale I'm now telling the tale and that is what the perfect year is. So that's going to be my focus, is to provide premium content going forward. So once I get my mixer, once I get the my mic setups going, see, I only I'm running this through my little Tascam mixer, and by mixer I mean this is this is a field recorder which is not meant for for recording the type of audio I'm recording. <clears throat> It is battery powered. It is rugged. It is meant for, for going out onto the feed outside, and up to the fields and recording sound effects, recording film dialogue. So it's very good for dialogue, but just you know, I'm hooked right up into it. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Um, but I really do need a good mixer because I want to be able to bring in guest hosts, hook up more microphones. And just have a full-on production because I really want to see how much of it I can do on the go, um, and already have you know be able to do it on the go and have a mixer that has pre-recorded stuff in it so I can just you know run it all from there. Because from here I'm gonna have to put it in a computer and then edit it. That's the point of a field mixer is it, it records it does one thing and it does it really well. And there's no frills. There's no. Um, there's no fun buttons. It's very technical. Um, it is not. It'll get the job done quick and dirty, but there's no way to like go in and like, ooh, I know my voice sounds really nasally. I have a weird ass voice. That's just how I am. A weird, nasty nasal voice. That sounds good when I sing, but you know, that ain't what this is about. Um, and I need to add some bursts. So having a a dedicated mixer that is able to add bursts, make me sound like Howard Stern, would be better uh, suited for that. So those are my three shows. The behind the scenes of Vulgar Assassin, I think it's called Plan of Attack. 
And then the second show, which is the grown up, the, you know, young little vulgar assassin. And then the perfect year. Those are the three shows that you will be getting from me. The three content shows that you'll be getting. Um, It is going to be added on, I'm going to mostly focus on Apple Podcasts. Mostly because Apple Podcasts has been good to me at every point of doing my shows. Um, And I will be uploading them to secondary hosts uh, as well. So uh, Spotify will be getting it. Uh, I know with Spotify you can add music and stuff. So I'll see. I might tweak shows to be specific to their platforms. Mm, But I want to make sure that at least... um, a perfect year is able to be distributed um, universally, I guess. And there's some other fun little projects in the works. Um, so it's going to be a busy 2021. I have uh, dropped a lot of EPs. That'll be there'll be a lot more coming out. So go ahead and whatever music streaming device streaming service you have, check out Vulgar Assassin. Or you can also check out Ricardo Gonzalez. There's not going to be much there. Um, I also have to figure that out as well. So a little update. I'll just update you on that now. And I'll, if I don't need it, I'll just cut it out of the of the segment. Um, due to a lot of the contracts that I signed and all that stuff for that, um, I'm basically couldn't upload any of the songs or any albums for that project until the royalties and the copyright would revert back to me. And in 2021, starting, I think, in September, yeah. And because I did an album every year since, so every September for the next 10 years, each album that I have recorded will retroactively revert back to me so what that means is right now if you were to go and type in ricardo gonzalez and try to look for my music you're only gonna get like two or three songs and those are the, the newest songs that you have i think 5 a.m um pussy <laughs> which ended up on vulgar assassins is the link and uh poor heart are the only songs that will show up on the streaming services. Everything has been taken down. Um, and also because I, I do not have the kind of money to distribute that on all the platforms. And what I'm saying is CD sales and full albums, because those have been made by big studios and, and other um, independent labels. They have their means of getting it distributed for their own little deals. I don't have that. The only thing I have is a vulgar assassin and that is coming out of my pocket and my blood, sweat and tears. But Ricardo Gonzalez is something that had multiple people put their hands in. And when those multiple people that put their hands in aren't around, you're left with a massive amount of music and a massive amount of, of uh, responsibility that one single person cannot do by themselves in the amount of time that is needed to maintain your catalog without a hitch so what's gonna happen is starting in september the rights for the liberation my debut album 
is going to revert back to me. I'm then going to decide um, how I am going to redistribute that. I'm thinking about remastering them now that I've gained a more practice with Vulgar Assassin. I'm going to remaster them and see where what I can do and possibly as a fun little treat for fans re-release them on my schedule and on my time remastered versions there are songs on e on every album that didn't make it i have two or three different versions of the liberation five versions of candy sounds there are three albums that never even got released that me and my friends have all heard and i would love to one day release them and I feel like as this ha as as the years go by, I will be able to do that. So while Vulgar Assassin is going to be my focus and my film career is going to be my focus for now, I mean, I'm not saying goodbye to Ricardo Gonzalez. I'm saying, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, you haven't been forgotten, those fans of that, the very of the very nice, very danceable pop music. That is still going to be re-released. Um and not neglected, so there, nothing's going to sit and collect dust. There will be little little treats here and there. Um, so even though the focus is now on, on now, and that Ricardo Gonzalez project is more of the past, you know, it's always good to look back on it and see what you've done. So there also, and also, you know, maybe in the future, I'll make another Ricardo Gonzalez album. I mean, I definitely do want to do that. Um, but I just, at the time, at this point in my life, I do not have the time to make a Ricardo Gonzalez album. That requires so much attention and so much time and doing it at the oddest hours in the weirdest places. The last two albums I recorded in my car driving to and from work, like those were my recording sessions, you know, and then sending them to people on email. And it was, it's, it's time consuming. Whereas vulgar assassin, I can just crank it out on my iPad, the quality, you know, it is what it is. And that's the joy and beauty of it. So I guess this went on for about little over half an hour. Um, so yeah, that those are the updates coming your way. So decided to put something out there. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll see you later, bitches.